0: What's going on, wolves? Welcome to Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind here on the Lobaland Podcast, a sacred space to recommit back to your personal power with ease and efficiency. I'm your host, Lotus Saloba, also known as your favorite mystic practitioner. Let's be honest. <laughs> as you know, this is the last week of the Live Well series here on the Lobaland Podcast. I cannot believe we've been through a whole series already, y'all. So exciting. <laughs> Here on Matcha Moments, we focused on the insights given in the bestseller book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. We worked on understanding our zones of genius and the upper limit problem in the first two episodes. Today, we go over the last gem, Einstein time. But first, matcha, because matcha is life. (laughs) Being that matcha is a fairly new concept in Western civilization, I always get asked, when is the best time to drink matcha? So I decided to share some of the times throughout my day that I sip on it. Now, I want you to remember that green tea matcha helps us to focus better, have quality energy throughout the entire day, and relaxes our minds and bodies, okay? With that in mind, here are some of the best times to drink matcha. First, first thing in the morning. First thing in the a.m., right after a glass of room temperature water, this helps jumpstart the body in its detoxification process while getting your body properly energized for the day. Second best time is a midday pick-me-up. If you're feeling a little sluggish in the afternoon, a cup of matcha will gently wake you back up to finish your day strong. Though, I also want to note that if you can just take a nap (laughs) when you're tired, that's super beneficial too. And you shouldn't have to power throughout your day if you do not have to. Okay. Third best time when you want to feel calm, and this can be for a meditation, a creative session, or right before bed. I love how versatile this ancient drink is. Remember, you only need up to two cups a day. Though, the more consistent you are in drinking it, you'll really only need one. I really only need one cup of matcha, and it's literally eight ounces, right? Four ounces of water, four ounces of my milk, right? And then half a teaspoon of matcha, and then whatever else I want to add in the mix for that. But that's literally all that I need, and I genuinely do have energy throughout the day, and I love it. I love it. So I hope that these timeframes help y'all because I know matcha is like a little different, right? It's not like coffee. Like you shouldn't be having coffee before bed. Personally speaking, you shouldn't be having coffee at all. But for those that still love coffee because it smells so good, you know, it's like you have it first thing in the morning and then sometimes you'll have several cups even after like 4 p.m. and stuff like that where you shouldn't be having that crazy intake of caffeine because it really does... um, It just messes up your body's functioning and how it flows, right? So keep all that in mind. But yes, these are my favorite top three times throughout the day to sip on matcha and enjoy its wonderful, incredible benefits. So before we dive in, let this be a gentle reminder to grab a pen and a notebook because this one is it, (laughs) y'all. This one is it, okay? Woof. First, let's get a better understanding of why we view time the way that we do. So most of the time we are complaining about all the shit we have to get done, things that we really don't want to do or that don't allow us to operate from our zone of genius. Check out episode one for more insights on zone of genius. Especially as creatives and Black bodies, we are taught that there's nobility in doing things for others first. Almost to a point where, and I even want to take out almost, because really to a point, (laughs) to a point where we never get to do what's needed for us to personally flourish. We just take on other people's problems, tasks, and jobs. This way of understanding time comes from the outdated concept called Newtonian time paradigm. It claims that There will always be a limited amount of time. We will always have a problem with time, and it's a limited resource in our lives. I cannot believe that we as a society have been functioning with that concept of time for as long as we have, because it sounds shitty, right? (laughs) And it can show up looking like frantically and probably from autopilot. Responding to emails and texts before taking care of yourself because you're fearful of making someone quote-unquote wait or worse, that you'll miss out on an opportunity or not be there for someone who quote-unquote needs you. This way of living stems from our lack of self-worth. You're avoiding what really matters to focus on what doesn't in that moment. This hit me over the head because I remember jumping out of bed. And I'm serious. Like, I am not exaggerating. I remember leaping out of bed from pure anxiety that I was running late to go and do things for other people. Like, I would hop out of bed at like 5 a.m., frantic, frantic. Every single waking moment of my day was for everyone else and for everything else but me. Then finishing the day and being so exhausted that I couldn't do anything to take care of myself. And what I did do for myself was half-assed because I just didn't have the energy to produce quality self-care. And it was an ugly, dangerous cycle. The truth is, time is not the enemy. It is not working against you. It is not rushing you. It is not even overwhelming you. The way you've come to understand it is. If you truly believe that what you need to do is important enough on its own, if you believe that taking care of yourself first is a value, then you'll properly prioritize it. Q. Einstein time. Named after Albert Einstein, y'all know who he is and what he's done. So I'm a fast forward here, but I'll leave a link in the show notes just in case you need a refresher. It's an incredible new way to understand time. Okay, so in the big leap, Gay Hendricks describes Einstein time as being a producer of time, not a consumer, taking charge of the amount of time we have and realizing that we are where time comes from. This way of living gives you proper ownership over your life. Your life and its experiences are yours. You own your time and you can choose to do whatever you want with it. This concept is for anyone who feels like they can never slow down and rest are in a constant state of anxiety, and never have enough time to get shit handled. Now, the benefits of applying Einstein time to your life are doubling the amount of time you have, reclaiming a sense of peace over your day, and doing what you want with your time. I just want to pause here for a moment because... Einstein time is truly revolutionary and it's something that I encourage you to really do research on and dive into because it's radical. It essentially is saying, hey, you create time, right? And for all my creatives and my spiritual wolves out here, we hear this all the time in our practice, right? We are the creator of our own world, right? We create our own perspectives, our own paradigms, like how we view the world is through, what we've experienced, right? And what we've accepted as beliefs and what we've accepted as um, truth, right? When you're talking about Einstein time, it really does challenge you to really reflect and look at your life and look at the things you've accepted and look at the lifestyles that you've accepted and see like, are you actually living or are you just here, right? Are you just doing things for other people? And when I really started to when I first heard the concept of Einstein Time, when I read the book a few years ago, I was just like, I don't think I was able to wrap my head around it. I don't think I was truly able to like understand what he was trying to tell me. But again, this go around reading the book in December, I was like, oh my God. So essentially, I can just choose what I want to do. Though people are telling me these things need to be done, at the end of the day, this is my life. And I can do with it what I want. And I know for some of y'all, y'all might be like, yes, Lotus, that's, that's how life works. I kid you not. It was not something I fully understood. And it is something that I'm still unlearning. I'm still unlearning this crazy need to be there for everyone else except for myself. This need to um, produce, 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 produce in fear that I won't have enough time to get everything done. And I'm rushing throughout my day to just get everything handled. And in all honesty, half of the things that I was doing, I really didn't want to do, nor did I need to do it then in that time frame. But again, when you have that Newtonian um, paradigm in your mindset where you think that time is limited and that you do not have a lot of it, you don't get to operate from your highest self because you're operating from lack. So you just start to do things that are from that lower vibration. And then that's just like a trigger, right? Because we know that like attracts like. So the more attention that I give to me not having time to get the things that I want to get done, the more that that uh, lifestyle and that understanding shows up in my life where I'm just like, okay, I never have time, right? Even me jokingly, I would always say, I don't have time for that, right? But When I started to understand Einstein time, I had to like rephrase that because that wasn't the truth, right? The truth is like, I do have limitless and abundance amount of time. Like I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. I just have to think that it's valuable enough for me to do. And that really is the key. It really does boil down to self-worth. Do I think that this is worth my time? do I think that I am worth my time? And for a long time, I don't think that I did. And maybe you feel the same way. Maybe right now you're realizing like, wow, I don't think that I'm worth my time. I don't think that me um, doing self-care, me doing yoga in the morning, me doing meditation, me drinking tea and investing in matcha tea is worth my time, even though it would make me um you know, function better, and it would allow me to have a direct connection, um, a strengthened connection to divine source. We are always connected to divinity. You know what I mean? Like all those thoughts start to come up and you really have to ask yourself, do you value yourself enough to take ownership of your time? And if you do, then Einstein time is for you. And if you don't, I still encourage you to learn about Einstein time and to apply the CPR method that's coming up so that you can begin to strengthen that muscle and and begin to believe that what you truly want to do with your time is worth your time because you are time and time comes from you. Hopefully, it's not going over your head walls because it's deep. (laughs) So if you're ready to stop being a victim to the old construct of time, I've created a CPR method to help you. You will be able to access Einstein time so you can reclaim authority over your time and how you spend it. Now, as you guys know, the CPR method is a three-step shift that I created that's super customizable almost to anything that you're working on or working through, and it allows you to get from whatever energetical state, energetical, I don't know if that's a word. We're going to claim it as a word. Whatever state you are at energetically, right, we are going to level it up by the time those three shifts are done, okay? So the first one is C, and C this week stands for change your language and create a priority list. When we say things like I don't have time or I wish I had time for that or time is running out, we are coming from a place of lack but the truth is we are divine beings of abundance. When you hear yourself think or say something remotely similar, pause. Take a deep breath and change your words. Start telling yourself the truth. I'm not willing to make time for that right now, or I'm willing to make some time to insert whatever that is. Just a simple shift in language will strengthen your self-worth and double your time to do what you truly desire. From there, you can begin creating a priority list of things and experiences you want your time to go to. And that priority list may look different for each and every one of us, right? I know for me, my priority list every day is getting on my mat, doing my yoga, doing my breath work, doing at least 10 minutes of meditation. That is a priority to me, right? Having my cup of matcha in the morning. These are priority, priority for me, because I know when I do these things, I am strengthening myself. I am accessing my overflow of abundance, and then I can really show up and give quality content and quality insights to the people that I love, which are y'all which are my wolves? which are, you know, my my partner and my family and my nieces and my girlfriends. Like I want to be able to be in the presence of people I care for and be my fullest self. And the best way for me to do that is to check off things on my priority list. Now, I want you to notice that everything I listed on my priority list has to do with me first and foremost, right? They... Are things that I need to do so that Lotus is her best self, right? It had nothing to do with me, you know. Maybe going to check in on my sister or you know making Gary tea. These are all things that are on my to-do list, but they're not my priority. My priority is myself first, because I know that if I come to the stage, if I come to my day fully present, fully aware, and really nourished, I can then. Nourish those that I love. And that is so important. That I think that has been like a day one um, anthem for me and for Lobaland. Love yourself first unapologetically. This falls underneath that. You need to learn how to change your words. Make sure that you're speaking life and not speaking death, right? And then making sure that your priority list is things, are things that will allow you to be your best self, that directly serve you. And indirectly serve others. And I want you to sit with that for a moment because it, it kind of takes a moment to, t- to check in and to like review and be like, mm, wait, does that serve me directly or does that serve someone else directly? And I'm just like pretending that it does because a lot of times we are. Okay. Now, the second one is P prepare and prioritize. This is where we strengthen our understanding. Prepare by creating boundaries around your time, not in a way that limits you, but in a way that allows you to feel free to do what you actually want to do. Okay, so there's this clip from Les Brown, who's this incredible motivational speaker. Go check him out. Super dope. He's been around probably before we were born. I, yeah, definitely before I was born, but I'm 30. I don't know. I don't know what the age range is here on Loboland. He's been around for a minute, Okay. <laughs> He talks about not receiving bad news or honestly any information before 10 a.m. His whole staff knows, and it doesn't matter if there's a death or an emergency. It can wait until after he's finished taking care of his mind, body, and soul. This boundary honors your time because it gives the first few hours of your day back to you so you can replenish yourself. Again, this strengthens the um, C CPR. Then once you're at overflow, you can give attention to whatever else on your priority list. Again, this is a list of things you truly want to make time for in your day. Not things you feel like you have to get done, but things you feel like you want to get done. And I just kind of want to like um, give a little bit more context to the Les Brown Uh, insight. Because when I first heard it, I was like, that's wild, Les Brown. You're out here tripping. Because if somebody needs me, I want them to have access to me and know that I'm always there for them, right? (sighs) Okay. So when I started to really sit and break down and unpack this concept, I realized that one, Les Brown really loves himself, like really cherishes himself. To the fact where he's like, look, and he actually gave an example. I think someone that he loved had actually like died that night before and he didn't find out until after 10 a.m. And he was completely okay with it. His team was kind of worried, but they were like, we need to honor his boundaries and what he said. And he was like, at the end of the day, like to put it quite bluntly, like they've already passed. There's really nothing I can do about that situation, right? If it's an emergency, there's really nothing I could do about it in this moment. There's definitely nothing I can do about it if I am not my best self, period. If I'm not my best self, I can't help someone else in an emergency. I would be useless. So instead of um, just jumping in and taking care of everybody else, let me make sure I'm good. So that way, after my 10 a.m., I can sit there and be like, all right, give it to me. And what ends up happening for him and what I've been practicing for myself as well is he's able to look at these situations that may have rocked him beforehand and he can come from a centered and calm place and be like, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do, we need to do this. And he can actually affect real change that will help himself, his loved ones and his community all by simply prioritizing his time and preparing himself by taking care of himself, right? So I want to give more context on that because I know it's a radical thought. And I've been applying that to my life too, and I find it to be very, very helpful. If you are not in my like priority list, my priority circle, I am not thinking about you or thinking about that thing until after I've taken care of myself. And I don't have a set time like Les does, like his is 10 a.m. Mine is really after I've done my yoga, after I've done my meditation, my breath work, and I've journaled and I've had my cup of matcha, then I will answer text messages. Then I will look at emails. Then I will hop on social media. Then I will, um, you know, go say hi to my loved ones and things like that. And honestly, I, I found it to be way more impactful and beautiful simply because when I did show up, I'm like my happy, joyful, beautiful self, as opposed to me dividing my time and my intention, because I I feel like I'm supposed to be here for you right now. So the last part of the CPR method for this week is R, reflect and refine. Take an hour or so every week to reflect back and see what works and what doesn't. Look over your priority list and see what brought you joy and what was disguised as a priority but really was residual BS. Reflection is crucial because it allows you to refine your actions, which allows you then to have more energy and time for what truly matters. Now, you can also do this daily if you feel like you need more help um, rewiring your mind and your body to meet and understand this new way of time. Do whatever you need to unlearn those old limiting behaviors so you can live a limitless life, okay? This is super crucial. Every week, I sit, honestly, I do this every day, but I'll go from my weekly to I'll actually break this down a little bit more for y'all. All right, on a monthly situation, I will write out everything that I would like to get done, things that are super important. This also includes like birthdays and stuff like that. But that, again, is like on my to-do list, not my priority list, but my priority list of like, how many days do I want to commit to my yoga practice this month? How many days do I want to meditate? Like my minimum amount of days for these things that are super important to me, right? Then on a weekly basis, I go over what I want to do for this week. What do do I want to do? What does Lotus want to do every day of this week? what what does she want to accomplish by next Sunday? What would help me to feel so good when Sunday rolls around like, yes, you did those things. And then on a daily basis, I have my day plan. I look at the things that I want to do and I make sure that they're in alignment with me, that they all feel really good for me to do. And if they don't feel really good for me to do, I'm not doing them right now. I also realized that I'm very lucky and blessed to be in a season where I can pick and choose. But again, that that was due to lots of Rewiring lots of hard work, lots of dark nights of the soul to get to the space where I can pick and choose. And honestly, there's more that comes with that, but we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. But overall, the CPR method is to first change your language and create a priority list, prepare and prioritize, make sure that you have your boundaries set up because that's going to allow you to properly prioritize what needs to get done, and then reflect and refine. Look over your days, look over your weeks, look over your month, and see what worked and what didn't, and then refine that and make sure you can add more of what did work and less of what didn't. Just these three simple shifts will unlock a world of endless possibilities for you. I know from my own experience, I've truly been at peace every day. I can really say that. Like I can really say I've been at peace, been at peace. Even yesterday, I was feeling very, very, very sick. I was completely at peace being able to rest the entire day. I knew that the things that I wanted to get done, I already done, and the things that I needed to get done in the future, I had time for. And that was enough for me to take an entire day to just take care of myself because I did not feel well, instead of pushing past it because people need this and this needs to get done in this time frame, I create the time frame now, so it gets done when I want it to, right? And releasing the guilt and shame around not doing what everyone else wants me to do gets easier. I've cut a lot of connections with people who don't understand this type of living, and I'm okay with that because I know I need this time to create new patterns in my mind and life. Once it's solidified, I can return to those relationships knowing I won't be shaken or swayed back to the old way of living or release them for good knowing they no longer serve me and I, in turn, can no longer serve them. This ascension shit is not for the faint of heart, Wolf. You truly have to be dedicated to yourself and your unfolding. It's a process, but it's a beautiful one, especially when you have the tools and techniques to maneuver through it all. I really love this book and all that it's done for me. And I hope you create the time to read Or listen to it this year because the gems are endless. It's not just these three. These are the three most powerful ones that I found that I thought would be best to serve y'all. But there are so many more in this book, Wolf. Please go listen to the audio if you can. Get the book. It's so worth it. It is so good. I get no money off of this. This is really just me saying, hey, I read something and it changed my life. And This is a safe space where we get to talk about these things that are changing our lives and allowing us to be our fullest selves. And this is what worked for me. And I wanna share why, and hopefully it inspires you. And I feel like I can say confidently that y'all have really been loving the Live Well series and have been really enjoying, not only the matcha moments, learning about the big leap, but also the conscious conversations where we've been talking about inclusivity and diversity and how to better organize ourselves, all that good, good, okay? So make sure you tune into the last episode of the Live Well series on Conscious Conversations this Friday. In real time with my fave mental wellness wolf, Priscilla of Satty Baddies, we'll be talking about Black mental well-being and how to live where Black mental wellness resides, honey. Also, you still have time to listen to the first two episodes of Conscious Conversations in the Live Well series featuring inclusivity and diversity educator, Portia Boston, and professional organizationer, organizationer, Lord. Be with me. <laughs> Professional organizer, and creator of Organize for Love, Rebecca Love. That was a bit of a tongue twister. Go ahead and geek out with me, okay, Wolves? Go check out those episodes. Replay this one back. Really get into the concept of Einstein time. And let me know in the comments below, Like, does this resonate with you? Do you feel like you're out of space right now where you can apply Einstein time in your life? I especially want to hear from all of you guys, especially like my my wolf mothers, like you know, if you have a child, do you feel like something you can apply and maybe teach your child to understand and honor as they grow up so they can have that for themselves too? Maybe you live with your partner in a small space and figuring this out will help you guys both take care of yourselves first and then in turn be able to really love and nourish each other as a duo. Let me know. I really want to know these things. You guys have been so communicative with me uh for the last two episodes, and I really appreciate it. I love that these episodes are resonating with you again, and it means the world to me. Okay, that's really everything. That's the end of it. I kind of want to give you guys a sneak peek of like what's happening in February, because February's theme is so yummy. <laughs> so I think I'll just go over it really quickly with you guys, okay? For February, we'll be discussing and focusing on sisterhood, okay? And this is applicable to anybody, okay? However you identify, sisterhood, sisterhood, okay? We can all have sisters. I call it the Sisterhood Series. I've been calling it this for a while. This is not a new concept, though some people think that it is. This has been happening for a few years. We just are now bringing it to the podcast, okay? Our book of the month will be Sacred Woman by Queen of Four, and our Conscious Conversations lineup will be Sisterhood and Social Media, sisterhood and sensuality, sisterhood and spirituality, and sisterhood and separation, featuring some incredible black women because again February kicks off Black History Month or Black History Month even though we black every day 365 366 okay all the time. But, you know, cuz everybody else is like Black History Month is February. We're going to be highlighting not only these four incredible practitioners and entrepreneurs that will be having conversations with me uh, on Fridays, but we will also be honoring Queen Afora and her incredible life-changing book, The Sacred Woman. Uh, It's like a Bible for Black women. That's the best way that I can put it. It really does allow you to be your best self, honor your divine self, and show up as your highest being in mind, body, and soul, And especially in sisterhood, which I think we all need a nice little refresher on so that we can be the best sisters and the best friends and the best wolves we can to each other because it is foundational. It is what the entire world, all societies are built on, right? You can do your history and look back. Black women have created of humanity, it's facts, it's not just me feeling myself or feeling being black woman, but it is actual facts. Check it out, look it up. If I find the link, I'll put it in the show notes. If I don't, go and do your own research because what I'm saying is fact. Okay, all coming black women, we all come from that sisterhood, and I think the better that we understand what it looks like, and it's, it's so multi layered, even if it's these four topics is not enough, but still, if you're able to get the book. Get the book now so you can read through it with me for February, Um, and then we'll just continue to learn more on how we can live our best lives here in Loboland and then in the rest of the world. I love you so very much for listening. Again, subscribe, rate, comment. We're making Loboland podcast the number one podcast for Black bodies in wellness for this year and forevermore. I know we can do it. We are doing so great. Continue, continue to share this information. Continue to tag me on the ground while I'm still on there because I love sharing and highlighting all of my incredible wolves and really listening to the gems that you guys get from these episodes because there are things that I don't even think about that you guys tell me and I'm just like, damn, wow, that's so insightful. I learn from you as well, always y'all are some of the best teachers I've ever had besides Gary. So I really truly appreciate you for being here for this Live Well series. That's really it. I'm just excited. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Bye wolves. Love you to the moon and back.